of Real Women, I'm Michelle McLean. Billy Graham was a strong man of faith and one of the most influential Christian leaders of our time. He spoke of faith in sharing this. Can you see God? Have you ever seen him? I've never seen God. I know he exists. I've never seen the wind. Have you ever seen the wind? I see the effects of the wind, but I've never seen the wind. There's a mystery to it. Now, faith is a mystery to many non-believers, but sometimes it's a mystery to us as believers too. I know in my own faith walk, I've been stretched and grown many times. Where I once had doubt, I now have faith though. It was by spiritual development through the years of reading my Bible and learning to trust in God and things that were beyond my control that have changed me. I've learned that when I stepped out in faith to rely on God, I could trust him. He's always answered my prayers one way or another and fulfilled his promises to me. In today's message of our prayer series, Seven Ways to Intensify Your Prayer Life, we will discuss the Passionate Faith Prayer. Now, if you've missed previous messages in this series, be sure to give them a listen. Download message notes at www.realwomenofgod.com under the Resources tab. Be sure to subscribe to the email list for a special free printable prayer journal. So what does the Bible say about faith? Now let's start with the most close definition that the Bible gives us of faith, and that's found in Hebrews 11.1. 1. It reads, Now the faith is the assurance of things hoped for and the conviction of things not seen. So faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Assurance means that we know something's going to come to us or something's going to happen. It's a promise or a firm confidence that we can have. We place that assurance in our hopes and we can hope for many things and our prayers give us voice to those hopes. In this description, faith also describes a deeper conviction of things not seen. It's a deeply held belief that cannot be easily shaken despite the lack of seeing something. Perhaps this clarity and reiteration is to drive home an all-important yet obvious point. We must have faith in our spiritual life because God remains unseen to us. God's part of that spiritual realm that we cannot see, but it's very real. While we cannot readily see God, we still have faith that he exists and he's carrying out our will in our lives. How can we be sure of that though? Well, anytime we seek an answer, we have to do research, right? To learn? As it turns out, the beginning of all things learned come by one or more of four methods. The four methods to learn are visual, auditory, reading or writing, and kinesthetic, that hands-on approach. So while we typically rely on our sight to discern truth and believe if something exists, we also use our sense of hearing and touch as well. The Bible tells us that we acquire our faith and deeply held confidence by means of using some of our other senses. Romans 10:17 reads, So faith comes from hearing, and hearing by the word of Christ. So we cannot simply believe something without hearing of its truth, goodness, or legitimacy first, can we? We cannot place true, unshakable faith in something that we know nothing of. We can only believe things that we learn about first. When we read our Bibles, we fill our minds with all sorts of truths, life lessons, and stories of man's past experiences. We even learn about out-of-this-world experiences and things of the future. We find important insight as to where to direct our faith in reading our Bible. Mark 11:22 reads, And Jesus answered, saying to them, Have faith in God. Jesus pointed listeners to the idea that we place our faith in something. If we simply read the Bible, we could get things all wrong and try to find ways to place our faith in man's stories of the Bible or how they were heroes. Or we could simply misinterpret the entire message. 
Jesus directs us to placing our faith in God because God can be trusted. God is good and God is love. And we learn that by reading the Bible. We all direct our faith in something or someone, don't we? I was on social media the other day and happened to run across a friend who was posting a rather controversial article. The article contained little truth and was mostly opinion. We see this often in our culture, don't we? Some people have strong beliefs and things to say about social issues, yet shake their heads at Christians. How could they believe in some big guy upstairs? They demand proof, mock, and reject the word of God. Unfortunately, these people are only fooling themselves. They believe the headlines without reading the story, or they read the story without checking the sources. They think they've thrown out the idea of faith, but they simply misplace their faith. They've placed their faith in man, and sometimes they've placed their faith in themselves. In our fickle, woke world of ever-changing, acceptable beliefs and ways of living, one thing can be truly good and trusted, and that is only God. We shouldn't place our faith in our jobs, our social standing, our friends or family, our financial security, or anything else. All of those things and any of those people can fail us. People are sinners and can be unstable, and they fail us. God alone can be trusted, and we must place our unwavering, unwavering, undivided faith in him. He's our solid rock foundation, worthy of our trust and confidence. When we read our Bible, we're choosing to fill our minds with the things of God, things that we cannot readily see. We can use our other senses to learn what the word has to say, but we still have that choice to believe what it says. We have the choice to pray and ask God to reveal his truths to our hearts, to awaken us to his purpose and give us wisdom and understanding of his word. Reading God's word offers up truth and life application. It requires not only faith, but obedience to respond in faith. It's more than reading the headline, more than skimming a few chapters. It's indulging ourselves and wanting a deep truth and desiring to have unshakable faith. When we place our faith in God, we're desiring to know him. We desire to come near to him, to love him, and to serve him in obedience. It's a process to grow in faith, and it's a discipline to act out faith. As we step out in obedience, God is allowed to work in and through us. This grows our faith as we're able to first see firsthand his answered prayers and fulfilled promises. We can trust God. Placing our faith in the right thing is important. It's very important to God. In fact, Hebrews 11:6 tells us, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. So our faith pleases the Lord, and it's so important to know that we must not only just have faith, but without it, we can't actually please God, and we cannot doubt in our faith. James 1, 6-8 says, But he must ask in faith without any doubting. For the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind, for that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded and unstable in all his ways. Whoa, that's a loaded remark. I don't want to be called double-minded. When we place our faith in God, our answered prayers are in Jesus as our Savior. There is no room for doubt. In other words, we don't make a plan B. We don't focus on the hows or try to figure everything out in our own way. We put all of our eggs in one basket. We go all in. Get what I'm saying? So our first point, the Bible tells us to place our unwavering and confident faith in an unseen God. This confuses the world, my friends. We put all of our faith in God and his supreme plans. The thing is, we could not begin to find another person, thing, or deity to place our faith in elsewhere that even begins to measure up. 
The world is so confused now, and it's clear man will not be able to rectify his own problems. There has never been a point in time so clear as it is now that putting our faith in man is a bad choice. I love this quote from Andrew Murray. Beware in your prayers above everything else of limiting God, not only by unbelief, but by fancying that you know what he can do. Expect unexpected things above all that we ask or think. So why not go all in? Take the plunge. Place your faith in a good God. And after all, when we read our Bibles, we know that God is capable of so many things. And I just want to encourage you to read Hebrews chapter 11. It's just a chapter that speaks of great faith. What is God trying to tell us in his word, though? If we're able to place our faith in an unseen God, hear or read the word to acquire that unshakable faith in him, what exactly is it that he wants us to know? Well, from the beginning of creation in Genesis to that future that's promised in Revelation, God's got a message for us. That message is a message of deep love, more than we could ever imagine. He wants us to come to know, love, and accept him as our God. He made a way for us to come to him. The path to him is not like the drive I take to get to a good hiking trail. When I go hiking, I punch that address into my GPS or grab a map. I drive a couple miles down the interstate, exit on the first highway, and after I make a couple right turns and head around some windy country roads, I finally get to the trailhead. But the path to God is unseen, and we follow it differently. We don't have the GPS, but we do have a bit of a map, the Bible. The Bible gives us that unseen path that requires a faith in following it. In reading the Bible, we learn that God spoke creation into existence. He has a creative and redemptive goal for humanity. He protects and battles for his people. He provides for his people's needs, and he heals. The blind got their sight back. The lame walked, and the disease-stricken were healed, and the dead have been raised. He sent his son as a sacrifice to us to pay the penalty for our sin. That sin separates us from a holy God, but Jesus, his son, he bridged the divide by laying his life down for us. There's a lot to take in, but the thing is, you have to read it to believe it. God made a way for, him, for us to come to him in his great plan. Our faith is required, though. Not only does our lack of faith displease God, but we can't come to him without that faith. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. So we must place our faith in his only Son so we can have eternal life. When we believe in him, we're destroying the wrong beliefs of man. We're throwing out the idea that we have to see it to believe it. We're dying to our own desires and our own human nature and repenting of our sins. When we believe in Jesus, we're accepting him as our ultimate authority. And we accept that he is Lord of our life and that commands that we obey. Romans 10.9 says that if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. If we come to God through Jesus, our mediator, and profess our faith in his saving grace for us, then we certainly have faith. Our entire belief system hinges on faith. We have faith that there is an unseen God and he has a great plan for us. Our faith in Jesus, the Son of God, demonstrates that we have placed our complete confidence and dependence on him for our eternity. This shows that we not only believe that he is all-powerful and capable of all things, and we're not, but also that we trust in him to care for and solve life's toughest problems and heartbreaking encounters. It means that even though we can't see God, we believe and know he is with us. He hears us, and we know that we are favorably heard. We can boldly approach God in prayer, knowing that when we ask in his will, he hears us and he acts. So, all prayer requires faith. 
In our prayer series, we've discussed several ways to step up our prayer lives or intensify our prayer lives. We've prayed the purging prayer, the pleasing petitions prayer. We've prayed with the help of the Holy Spirit. We've prayed in Jesus' name, and we've prayed the promises of God. In praying this, we are demonstrating our faith in the act of praying itself. We believe there's a God, which is why we pray. We pray because we have faith and we know that he hears our prayers. We also know of his power, sovereignty, and goodness. We can pray the passionate faith prayer and hold on to the truths of what the word tells us about how they are answered. Jesus tells us in Matthew 21, 22, and all things you ask in prayer, believing you will receive. So it's not just about asking in prayer. We need to believe. Remember, we're not supposed to doubt. I love Mark 9, 23. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible to him who believes. It's kind of like saying, if you can, come on, guys, believe. And really, our faith can always grow. It always can be stretched and refined. And we can grow in our spiritual journey. When our faith is grown and stretched, it's amazing what can happen. Matthew 17, 20 tells us that even a little faith goes a long ways. And he said to them, because of the littleness of your faith, for truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. Wow, faith can move mountains. Have that assurance, that deep, unshakable conviction in what you cannot readily see. Utilize your other senses. Read the word of God. See what it says. Pray that God give you more faith. This is the confidence which we have before him, that if we ask for anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us and whatever we ask, we know that we have the request which we have asked from him. First John 5, 14 through 15. We spoke in one of our earlier messages about that will of God. We can take that placed faith and that confidence and pray according to the will of God for what we're asking. Praying the passionate faith prayer is believing in what we cannot see, yet knowing God delivers on his promises because he can be trusted. Passionate faith is believing in a powerful God, believing in a good God, believing in an answered prayers and miracles beyond our wildest expectations. God sees our faith and he hears our prayers, my friends. So to wrap up, we can place our faith in God, but we must be willing to want it and open up our Bible and read about it. We must be willing to step out in obedient faith and place our belief in Jesus and pray our passionate faith prayers to a God we know makes good on his promises about those faith-filled prayers. If you have not accepted Jesus, you have not placed your faith in him, I invite you to do that today. Reach out to God in faith. Send me a message for a prayer request or reach out to a trusted believer to pray with you and learn about what next steps you can take in your faith journey. Next in our message of our series, Seven Ways to Intensify Our Prayer Lives, we discuss our bonus way to intensify our prayer life, so don't miss it. In the meantime, like and share this message with a friend. Subscribe for updates on the next message. Drop me a message for a prayer request and find Real Women with Michelle on social media. Download that prayer journal and get to talking with God. He wants to hear from you. I'll close this in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for giving us your word and the truth that we can find in its passages. Thank you for proving your goodness and faithfulness over and over in the word so we might come to know, love, and accept you and your son as our own Lord and Savior. Lord, we desire to intensify our prayer lives, and we know that faith is such a huge component for that. 
God, we ask that you fill our hearts with your truth, stir our spirits, give us wisdom, and help us in our failings to learn to depend on you and trust in you in bigger ways. God, we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Ladies, I will see you soon. In the meantime, read your Bibles, ladies. It's the best source of truth in this world. Bye-bye.